And I would ask that you would repeat after me Proverbs chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Amen. You may be seated. We are truly blessed to be alive on this morning. There are so many people who are grieving this morning because they lost a loved one. And there are so many who have lost their lives but we are thankful to God that he has blessed us to be here this morning, living, walking, breathing on top of the earth, for we certainly can be in the earth. But God is good. God is great, and he is even greater than that. We want to just thank our Men, those who have been given assignments for this year, they are doing a wonderful job. We appreciate them so very much for uh, the work that they are doing and uh, the seriousness of attitude that they are carrying along with it. So we appreciate them so very much. We welcome those who are watching now by way of Facebook Live or by YouTube later on. We want you to know that you are our honored guest and we do not take your presence for granted, and we just ask that we would allow the Lord to touch us in a way that will cause us to be more like Jesus. I think that's, that should be our attitude. We want to be more like, like Jesus. Amen, somebody. Uh, if you want to imitate, mimic anybody, it should be the Lord, Jesus. Proverbs chapter 3 uh, we looked at last week in beginning this new series that we're calling In God We Trust. And I know it's on your dollar bill and it's on your coin, but I'm not talking about that phrase, In God We Trust. Uh, the we that I'm talking about are not we, the people uh, of these United States, but I'm talking about we, the people who belong to the Lord. In God we trust. And uh, we don't belong to this world. We belong to a kingdom that is not of this world. Though we are in this world, we are from a, a different uh, place with different citizenship. And so today we want to continue that in God uh, we trust. If you are visiting with us online for the first time, uh, we are in the series In God We Trust, part number two. Uh, on this morning. If you can recall, last week uh, we started off by talking about relationship. And we said that we are in a relationship with the Lord. We said that I am in a relationship with the Lord and you are in a relationship with the Lord. And sometimes I think we uh, forget that we are actually in a relationship with the Lord. There is no one 
uh, that we should have a more intimate relationship with than the Lord our Savior. And when I say a more intimate relationship, I mean that we should be closest to the Lord and he should be close to us. And so if you are in a relationship today and if you are in that relationship and your relationship is not built on what? Trust. Then the question is, why are you in that relationship? Because if your relationship is not built on trust, then what is your relationship built upon? And the reason why we are in a relationship with the Lord is because that we can trust the Lord. If we may not be able to trust nobody else, but we can trust who? We can trust the Lord. So we are in a relationship with God. There are some people who are in a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. You can be in a relationship with somebody, but it does not mean you are in a healthy relationship, right? God wants us to be in a healthy working relationship with whom? With him. So we are in a relationship with the Lord. We trust in the Lord. Matter of fact, the Bible says, in our trust in with all thine heart. All of thine heart. And that literally means all of your inner man, all of your inner person, all that makes you who you are. God says, trust, trust him with all. Then he says, and he shall, or rather, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Now let's just go back here and let's go over here. Now watch this here. Let's go to the, uh, a different slide uh, on the first one on today. Trust. Trust. We said last week it means make secure or to make one secure. To feel safe, right? Or careless. Now, now watch this here. When we are made safe, or when we feel safe, that's our reason to trust God. When you don't feel safe, you will not trust. Remember, as a child, perhaps, you went over to the swimming pool, or you might have had a swimming pool, and you stood on the ledge, and your dad was in the water. And he says, come on, baby, jump. Come on, baby, jump. Trust daddy, I'll catch you, jump. Now, some of y'all never jumped. But the word careless, I could be carefree. Whenever God says to move, I am going to be careless because I know that if God says to jump, I can trust him to catch me. And so, because I am made secure, because I feel safe, because I am careless, I can trust the Lord. Uh, give me number two. Trust. Trust in. That's what he says here. Trust in the Lord. He says trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. 
It means in regards to, in reference to. Now watch this. Trust in whom? The Lord. Trust in the Lord. In regards to who? The Lord. In reference to who? The Lord. Watch this. On account of whom? The Lord. The trusting is there. The trusting is present. Why? Because of the Lord. It is because of who the Lord is. The reason why the child jumps into the arms of the father is because of the demonstration that the father has demonstrated in the past. You cannot jump in the father's arms if you don't first of all trust the father before he asks you to jump. I can trust him because of who he is. He is whom? The, the Lord. He's who? The Lord. The word the Lord means self-existing one. The Lord is a self-existing being. You and I cannot exist if the Lord does not exist. I can't exist on top of the earth if the Lord is not above the earth. We are here because of who? Because of the Lord. Therefore, I can trust him. And the writer says, trust in the Lord with all of your what? Heart. I've got to trust the Lord. I said I've got to trust the Lord. Number three, watch this here. Uh, trust in. And I'm just breaking down the word. That's a number of definitions for the word trust and then the phrase trust in. And when you look at trust, that's a verb, right? Hello, somebody. Where are your English teachers at on this morning? That's a verb, trust. Trust is not just going to happen by itself. You're going to have to make it happen. Trust. It's a verb. It's not going to happen. If it's going to take place, you're going to have to what? Make it take place. Trust in what? He says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. In the Lord with all thine heart is a preposition. Right? It's a preposition. It deals with your position. He says, trust in, in whom? In the Lord. Our position is where? In the Lord. And because our position is in what? The Lord. Because our position is in the Lord, the self-existing one, that means that what? I can do what? Trust him. Oh, I can trust the Lord. I said I can trust the Lord this morning. Watch this here. Trust in the Lord with all your what? The Bible says, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Why is it that in the Bible you find when God wants us to do something, he wants us to do it with all? He wants us to do it with all. If you're going to walk with the Lord, you're going to have to walk with what? With all. Your mind has to what? Be made up. 
You cannot be in and out with the Lord. It's not a fly-by-night decision. When you decide to walk with the Lord, you know what you're getting yourself into. You know you can trust him. Why? Because of who he is. I can trust him. I can trust him. Because he's the Lord. You know, some people have issues trusting him. Oh, yeah, they have issues trusting him. Watch the next slide. Trust in again. And I'm just, I'm just trust in according to rule. Trust in according to rule. Trust in according to his rule. Trust in according to his standard. It's not your standard. It's not your rule. It's not your thing. It's who? The Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart means uh, according uh, to God's rule uh, and according to God's standing. Now watch this here. Let's make it applicable unto us on today and our day and time. And back to what the scriptures intended, he says here, according to God's rule, God's standard, understanding. That's what we are today, the second part, right? And lean not unto thine what? Own understanding. Remember we said we're going to break down the four parts in the verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart last week and lean not unto thine own understanding this week and the next two phrases on the next two Sundays. So watch this here. And lean not unto thine own what? Under. I like, I like what God says. Solomon, I believe, writes, he says, he says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Come on, Christians, quote the thing back with me. He says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all thine understanding. He says, but in all thy getting, rather, get what? Understanding. Now watch this here. Let me back up for a moment. Though God says, in all thy getting, get understanding. He never ever tells you to trust in your understanding. He wants you to comprehend. He wants you to grasp. He wants you to be able to have a sense of a thing, but God never told us, trust in your understanding. Get wisdom, get understanding, but don't put your trust in your own understanding. But I can trust the Lord. I can trust the Lord. There are some things you and I, will not understand. Boy, we try to figure out everything. We want to know what's happening in our country. We want to know what's happening to our health. We want to know what's happening uh, to our neighbors. We want to know why this didn't happen. We want to know why that didn't happen. We will not understand uh, everything. Uh, oops, I'm sorry to bust your bubble this morning, uh, but there are some things in life you and I won't understand. Why in the world 
would we, if we understood everything, if we had all knowledge, if we had all wisdom, why in the world would we be able to put our trust in God when we already have all that we need? You know good and well, if we had all knowledge, if we had all understanding, if we had all sense, we would not trust in the Lord. But because we don't have those things, God says, let me supplement it for you. And let me become those things. You will not understand everything. But you ought to trust God on everything. Whoo, uh, uh, Jeezy, y'all know Jeezy? Come on and say, y'all know Jeezy, y'all know Jeezy. Jeezy said, I put that on everything. Y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about coming here. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Alexander? You know what I'm talking about. You don't want to shake too much, though, but he's just like, I, I got you, Brother Bills, I know. Jesus says, I put that on everything. You can't understand everything, but we can trust God on everything in our entire surrounding, holistic, general, spiritual, physical, mental, psychological, emotional thing. I can trust him. I can trust him. Amen, amen, baby. I can trust him. I can trust him. I can trust him. When I can't trust myself, I can trust him. When I can't trust you, you can trust him. When you can't trust me, I can trust him. When I can't even trust in myself, I can trust the Lord. Why? Because of his resume. I thought I was going to get a shout right up in here, right up in here, right up in here. I can trust him because of his history. I can trust him because of his past. I can trust him because of his love for me. I can trust him because he carried for me. I can trust him because he's kind to me. I can trust him because of his grace given to me. I can trust him because of his mercy for me. I can trust him because he gave me the very best that he ever had in his son, Jesus the Christ, when he died by himself for me. I can trust him. Oh, listen, listen, listen. If God can give me his best. See, some of y'all wouldn't give me your best. Oh, come on. Say, say amen. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Stay in the church. You wouldn't give me your best. You wouldn't give me your spouse. You wouldn't give me your children. You wouldn't give me your health. You wouldn't give me your best at the vulnerability of somebody else. No, no, but God said, I'm going to give you my very best. Not just one of the best of glory, but I'll give you the best of glory has ever seen. And I'm going to give them to you. 
And God said, that's why you can trust me. <laughs> that's why you can trust me, he says. Because I'm giving you my best. And all God wants in return is give me your best. Give me your best. Hello, somebody. Give me your best. Oh, yes, you're going to fall short. But he said, give me your best. Your best is when you fall short, pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. Clear your mind. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask him for strength. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Trust him. I said trust him. Don't waver. Trust him. Noah would tell us, I didn't understand everything. When God says, build an ark out of gopher wood. But he says, I trusted. He says, I trusted. There was no need for an ark because it wouldn't rain from the sky. He didn't need a boat. So they thought. Noah said, I didn't understand what God was doing, but I took him at his word. I put my trust in the Lord. And because I put my trust in the Lord, it saved my entire family. All of the men should have shouted amen. Noah made a decision to trust in the Lord. And it saved everybody in his house. He couldn't save nobody else, brethren. But he can save everybody in his house. I stopped by today to tell you, it don't make no sense, brother men, uh, to save other folk uh, and lose the folk in your own house. I wish I had a church up in here. And say, then I go on, to, I go on to, to Abraham. Abraham would say, preacher, I didn't understand what God was doing. He took me away from Haran. He took me away from my mother. He took me away from my father. He took me away from my brothers. He took me away from my kinfolk. He took me away from my background, my home. He took me away from where I was born. But watch this here. Abraham would say, but though I didn't understand it, he says, I trusted in the Lord. When I didn't understand where I was going, God says, I'm, just come on with me. I don't, I'm not going to tell you where I'm taking you, but come on with me. He says, I, I trust him uh, that God was going to get me to the designated place where he wanted me to be. And he says, guess what? I became the father of fate. Why? Because I put my trust in uh, the Lord. I go over to Moses and Moses would tell us on this morning, I didn't understand when God called me on the backside of the mountain of Sinai and God says, come closer, take your shoes off because the ground you stand on is holy ground. God says, I want you Moses, but God I can't talk right. God says, your brother can talk, use your brother but I want you to go into Egypt, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses would tell us this morning, Hollywood, I didn't understand what God was doing, but I trusted in the Lord, and he took his people out of Egyptian bondage. And then I go over to Joshua. Joshua would say, I didn't understand it when Moses 
my master died he says but God told me if you be strong if you be courageous he says though I didn't understand he said God lifted me and encouraged me and he says I'll be with you Joshua just like I was with my servant Moses uh, and no one uh, will be able to stand before you uh, if you do uh, like my servant Moses Joshua say uh, I became the general on that day and he says uh, when I marched uh, I didn't understand uh, everything God uh, was commanding me but he says I trusted in the Lord uh, and he said we found ourselves uh, in Canaan's land a land filled with milk flows rather with milk and honey with vineyards that they didn't even plant themselves God will cause the blessings of other people to become your blessings sometime when you trust in the Lord with all of your heart oh and then I go over I go over I go over to Job Ooh, Job would say, y'all, I, I didn't understand this. I lost my oxen on the same day. I lost my asses on the same day. I, I lost my sheep on the same day. I lost my camels on the same day. He says, I lost my vehicles. I lost my produce in milk. He says, I lost my transportation in camels. He says, I lost my strength in plowing the field in oxen. He says, I lost my money in one day. Then he says, there's a wind that came from the east and it knocked down the house of my oldest son. Well, all of my children was eating and drinking in the house of the oldest brother and he says a wind came and knocked the four corners of the house the wind y'all was by design this thing came directly from the devil himself and the winds target each corner of the house if you knock corner over here down knock corner over there down knock corner here down knock corner there down the whole house top come down on anybody that's under it it was by design that job lost his family but job says no he slay me yet shall i trust in him oh somebody should have shot on that job says i did not understand what was going on when i lost everything i didn't understand what god was doing when i lost my health Oh, y'all can say what you want. If you got everything you need, everything you need and your life is overflowing with blessings and you lose it in one day, you can't tell me. You're not going to understand. You're know, you going to understand that. How you going to understand losing everything in just one day? And then Job lost his health. His health. Job had some boils from the bottom of his feet foot feet to the top of his head church I want you to know I want you to know Job even began to have a sweet relationship with his wife go bad and turn sour Job lost everything. He lost all of his children. He lost all of his cattle. He lost all of his vehicles. He lost all of his produce. He lost all of his strength. He lost all of those things. Uh, then his relationship went bad. Uh, then his health goes bad. Uh, then his friends are saying, Job, uh, you must have done something, man. 
I'm already struggling with my health. Job, Job, Job had so balls that was, that was so infected that history says his friends could not come close to him. He stinked that much. He had, a, he had a smell so bad on him, Sister Thomas, they couldn't even come close to him. The Bible says that as they got close to Job, health done messed up so much, they could not even recognize that that was Job anymore. And Job says to himself, I'm lost everything. I'm going through H-E-L-L. And then my three homies come from their houses, but they can't understand what I'm going through. They're blaming me instead of sitting beside me. Oh, y'all, listen, 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 listen. Job, Job didn't understand what was happening. But he says, I'll trust him. He says, I'll trust him. Some of y'all, you may be going through something. You don't know what's going on. You got to trust God. Somebody say, I don't see him. I'm talking to him, Brother Vils. I pray. I come to church. I give my offering. I take the Lord's Supper. I talk to people about salvation. And yet I'm still going through some tough times. When you cannot trace the hands of God, you got to learn to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Listen. Have you ever rode on fumes in your car? Have you ever rode on fumes in your car and, you, and, you, and you're trying to get to a certain place, but the place is further than the fumes in your car? And what you do, you begin to pray like God going to put some gas in your car while you're driving. Wait, but you're, 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 you're talking to God. You're just hoping that you what? Reach your what? destination church that's what God is talking about don't lean on your own understanding trust in the Lord with all with all not not fumes with all I wish I had somebody right up in the corner with all your what all your heart your heart has to be filled with fuel of God on full if you're going to make it to your destination out of depression, out of distress, out of anxiety, out of a troubled home, out of a marriage on the rocks, a loss of friendship, a loss of job, a loss of finances, whatever it might be, you got to trust in the Lord with all of you. And God says as you stand on the ledge of your life, he says, jump, son. He says, come on and jump. I'll catch you. He says, come on, daughter. Just jump. What you saying, preacher? You got to let go. You got to turn loose. And you got to trust him like you say you trust in the Lord with everything you got. Church, if you lose everything, if you lose everything, Come on, somebody. Those of you who got something, if you lose everything, God can give you everything and more back than you had before. Listen, if God said jump and you break a bone, God can give you a brand new bone. 
I know some of you, some of you seen and say, Brother Bill, I can't afford to break no bone. I know you're saying the same thing, Sister Sheree. I can't afford, Brother Phil, to break any bones at my age. But if God say jump, Brother George, you jump. If he say jump, Sister Dorothy, you jump. If he say jump, Sister Lane, you jump. Oh, it make me want to do that crisscross. <laughs> Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about, Brother Shows. Jump, jump, the Mac Daddy. Anyhow, but God says jump. You jump. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Oh, David would say, trust him. He says, when I went on the battlefield with my brethren, he said there was an uncircumcised Philistine who was challenging the army of God. David says, I don't understand what's happening down here. I was only supposed to do something and drop this food off and go back to meet my daddy, Jesse. But didn't David says, as a young man, I got interested in what was going on down here. I looked, I looked around, and there go the lions, and he's walking around, and he's challenging everybody. But the problem was, ain't nobody from Israel was stepping up. The king wasn't even stepping up. But the young man, David, came out there. And then he had his old slingshot, and he had his three smooth stones. And he says, who? Is this uncircumcised? He don't even belong to God. Circumcised Philistine. And David walked out there and he took them stones. And he didn't understand everything was happening. But he took those stones and he aimed it at the giant's head. And he would tell us today, I went out there on that battlefield. A young man challenging a grown man. He says, a young man who didn't make, didn't make ESPN at nighttime. He said, they didn't know about me. He says, I wasn't a five-star athlete. David says, I was barely a one-star. He said, but Glide was a champion. He was proven. He said, but I stepped out there. He said, what caused me to be successful is because I trusted in the Lord. And he said, when I put my trust in the Lord, what happened? Goliath fell. And then I like what David did. David walked out there and he took his sword and he chopped Goliath's head off. And he walked around and he showed them. Now this is what God can do with a champion that does not belong to him. This is what God can do to somebody who defy his army. I want y'all to know as I close. I like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because they would tell us when I didn't understand, we trusted God to walk in the fiery furnace. I like Daniel. I like Daniel because Daniel would say, I didn't give in to the king. Daniel would say, I trusted in the Lord. I don't have the time to deal with Daniel like I would like to deal with Daniel. But Daniel prayed three times a day. How many times do you pray? He prayed three times. And when he would pray, Daniel would turn and he would turn towards the heavens. And they told Daniel, and I'm paraphrasing, they said, look, if we catch you praying again, other than to the king, we're going to throw you in the lion's den. 
Now, church, y'all can say what you want. Some folk who's in the church would stop praying to God. Y'all don't have to say amen. It's right anyhow. There are some people, not you but other folk, who would say, we ain't going to pray no more. But Daniel said, because his trust was in the Lord with all of his heart. Y'all, you know what I believe? And this, you can't find this in the Bible, but, but, but I'm inferring this. Here's the deal. I believe Daniel, in one of those prayers, I believe Daniel prayed to God. I believe he says, Father, you know I can't stop praying. And Lord, it's just a matter of time before they catch me praying. And I believe with all my heart that Daniel said, Lord, now I know the consequences. It's being thrown in a lion's den. But Daniel said, but Lord, my trust is in you. And I'm going to trust you with all my heart. And I believe Daniel said, Lord, if they put me in the lion's den, or should I say, when I get in the lion's den, because I ain't going to stop praying. Don't you know there were people in spying on Daniel wanting to wait to see when he started praying and they bust in the door and Daniel was on his knees talking to the Lord and they said, let's go, get up, let's go. They threw Daniel in the lion's den, but Daniel was already prayed up. He didn't fight nobody. Get off me, let me go. No, no, no. Daniel was, he was already prayed up. Before your problems come, you have to be prayed up. And Daniel got in that lion's den. And got down there, I like what God does. God put Daniel in the lion's den and shut the lion's mouth so that he can open up the king's eyes. Some of y'all done, you miss, you miss your shout. I know you got it, but you missed your shout. God will put you in a lion's den and shut the lion's mouth to open up the eyes of somebody else. Let's make some sense of this thing here. Sometimes God will put you in a trial. The trial is not about you, but it's about those that are surrounded to you. The trial is not about you, even though he got you in the midst of the fiery furnace. It's not about you, but it's about the king to see that God is greater than who he is. God will put you in a fiery furnace. He will put you in the lion's den. Shut the mouths of the lion. Open up the eyes of somebody else who is connected and surrounding to you. I don't know who's the person who's connected to you. I know it wasn't really about Daniel. Because the lions didn't harm Daniel. You can be in the midst of a fiery furnace. And come out. And you don't even smell like you've been in fire. You can be in the dens of lion, but you ain't got a scratch on your life. What God wanted to do is to show the king, even though Daniel was in the lion's den, the lions could not devour up Daniel. I said they could not. How are they going to devour him when their mouths didn't want to open? And I want you to understand something, that God had the king, while Daniel perhaps was sleeping next to the lions. The king, who was not in the lion's den, could not sleep at night. It was though God 
gave Daniel the position and the place of the king to lay down, sleep good, and reversed it. And the king in the lion's den, who could not sleep that night. Mm. When the morning came, the king ran over to the lion's den. Open up this thing here. Open up this thing here. Daniel was out there untouched, unscratched. I could see the king. Thank you, God of heaven. The king knew he messed up. But in those days, in ancient days, when you were a king, you could not go back on your decree. Mm. You couldn't go back on your decree. But God can reverse the position and the place. And the king's eyes was open. Lord, I want you to know, next time you find yourself in a storm, don't take it personal. Take the bitter with the sweet. Easy come. Now, that's what I'm talking about. That's Ray Parker Jr., Brother John Brown. I know you got that eight-track underneath your seat. Passion to side. Watch this here. I want you to know, next time you find yourself in a storm, don't take it personal. It's not about you. It's about the glorifying of God, my Lord. Paul could understand it about suffering like Christ. Because if you suffer like him, you'll be glorified like him. Don't take your storms personal, y'all. It's not about you. It might be a husband. It might be a wife who needs to open up their eyes. It might be a son who might needs to see God more. It might be a daughter. It might be a friend. It might be a neighbor. It might be a co-worker. It's not always about you, but God will take you and use you and keep you from being devoured by the lion's mouth, but open up the eyes of those who are connected to you. Church, trust in the Lord in all with all your heart and lean not unto thine own understanding I want you to know don't lean on your understanding you'll, you'll always go wrong don't put your weight on your understanding have you ever talked to people I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards they're trying to buy a house well I'm leaning on buying that house well, you know, I'm leaning on doing, I'm leaning on making decisions. Don't lean on your own understanding. Put all your trust on the Lord. If you're not a child of God, somebody say, how do I do it? You can't just pray a prayer and say, I accept the Lord into my heart. You can't just come down here and fall on your knees. You got to hear the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. How he died, how he was buried, and how he rose again. And how he was pierced in his side. And the Bible says that blood and water came forth. I want you to know you got to obey the gospel. You have to believe God is. That's faith. You have to repent of your sins. That's changing your mind. That you might have a change in your behavior. 
confess that Jesus is the son of the living God, be buried in the liquid tomb of water baptism for the remission of your sins, be a child of the living God, become a part of the family of God, become a part of the Lord's church and kingdom, live your life faithful unto death, and heaven will be your eternal and everlasting home. Well, I don't know who you are. Maybe you stand in need of prayer. Maybe you say, preacher, I need, I need prayer. Matter of fact, you're saying, I'm Daniel, but I don't see what Daniel saw, and I need, I need my faith increase. I don't know where you are. Maybe you need to be saved this morning. I don't know who you are. Maybe you're dealing with some issues and some storms and some trials and some troubles in your life. God is in control. He is in full control. He ain't never left the driving wheel. God is in control of you and of me. Don't tell nobody, but he's in control of the entire world. God got it when you and I lose it. He's in control when everything else is out of control. So if that's your desire, you stand in need of prayer today, why don't you come? As together we stand and together we sing the invitation song. Why don't you come?